This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Bandwagon Podcast, and today I've got a very special guest. Um, one of the things, if you're if you're an avid listener of uh, the podcast, or even if you glance, uh, you often get my opinion about uh, the industry's the industry, the music industry, or wherever it can be fairly toxic place. And it's something that a philosophy that I didn't want to bring with me into the fellow podcasting world. Um, and today I'm joined by a fellow podcaster. He's Carmen from the Bain Sanier podcast, and I'm really pleased that we finally managed to get this t- together. So welcome to the podcast. Welcome, 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 Ricky. Thank you for having me on your show. Um, it's really nice to be a guest on a podcast. I'm so happy. And uh, yeah, Carmen, they call me Brown Gandalf. Um, don't you have no idea why. It's my. It's because Amrit, you know, he just gave me that name. And I was like, I'll, I, I shall be Brown Gandalf. Is that because you, you you have that wisdom look? Yeah, wisdom look. You know that little that you know bit of Baba style, always coming in with the little life hack thing in the junior R episodes. So that's why yeah, Brand Gandalf just came about. And then Amrit's uh, he's sorty swinger. So uh, yeah. So is this just alternative uh, names for pornos, basically? Uh, Brand Gandalf. If that was ever a uh, naughty adult film. It'll be quite a um, interesting one. Sorty Swinger is like edgy. It's a very, it's a person that's dangerous. It's always on the fringe line of, is that appropriate or should that person be cancelled? That's Amrit's style. My style is, uh, it's just, uh, you know, the little wisdom wisdom kind of things, throwing the little three, four minute reels and something or having a rant for half an episode really uh, about something and pe- hopefully people might recept to it. That's literally what it is. I'm, that's I'm, our nicknames. I'm kind of sense checking that you're the balanced one out of the two in order to say that if some if Amrit takes things a little bit too far, you're the one saying that look, I don't think we should release this bit. I don't think we should publish <laughs> that. Am I right or wrong? Uh you're half right and half wrong as well. Oh. Half part of it is I do allow Amrit to be wild as well. And I'm I can be wild too, but it's just you evolve. You know, when I when I started, so you mentioned like when you intro Bain Sania podcast, that was our first initial how we began. And then we became now the Bain Sania show. But through those years of podcasting, you evolve as a person. Your life changes. You grow up. You change your viewpoints in life is different to when you were three years ago or, you know, what I mean, or even a year ago. What was it? What was the thinking around the difference between having a podcast and a show? Is that is it something that you're looking to? export to tv or something or is it just mm, it's interesting i could tell you a little bit briefly of what the origins of bain is yeah, yeah, go for so it. we started out in uh this seems like a long time ago uh august 2020 late august well actually yeah stab- we were established then and uh, it was uh, during the covid you know facetime calls between me and amri and amri just one day said should we start a podcast 
Like, I had no idea what even a podcast was. I didn't listen to Rogan. I listened to no one. And um, then I said, yeah, let's call it Bain Senior. That's it. And then you designed Logo. He's a digital artist. So that's why you see some of our visuals. They look like the way they look. It's because Amrit does that really well. And then, uh, yeah, we just uh, planned. And we bought two microphones. And our first recording session was really hilarious. Uh, Amrit spilled water on his laptop. We had to shove that laptop in a uh, washing machine because it was making that. You know, the laptop starts spitting water out. So it started making a like a motor um, uh, right? Then, and it wouldn't stop. But if you're sticking in a washing machine, wouldn't it make it worse? So we didn't put the washing on. We just shoved it in there so they keep contain the noise. Because we were basically, we recorded initially in Amrit's, uh, we call it the man cave. It's uh, uh outhouse out of uh, an extension. And it's like, that became our headquarters. So we, because when you're audio recording, you imagine having a background sound. It sounds like you're in the bender, right? Like motor is all right? So we had to lock it in there. And then we just basically worked off. Uh, we didn't know how to record, so it was hilarious. Like we don't know how to create two mics and have sync it up. So we basically recorded on one microphone. Did first four episodes, basically knee to knee. Like my left knee is next to his right knee. It's sweaty. It's August, humid temperature. Man cave is hot, and we recorded and then, and then that's it. We just um, that's like released. Porno? Basically, yeah, it was essentially, it's a very sensual uh, porno, I think soft, you'd call it. You know, just soft, right? Yeah, yeah. Naughty, dirty ones, yeah, look, you know, in the British Airways uncles in Heathrow Airport. If you're down south, you know, they're dirt, you know, some of them. And um, yeah, it's like, it's like a soft, it's a soft porno, you'd say. And that was our first encounter of podcasting, uh, recording. And then from there, went from knee to knee to then chair to chair, and then from chair to chair, to now in the studio, looking at each other in a very uh, in a steam room, but always in hot rooms. We always ended up recording either in a man cave, or even now when we're in a studio, it's hot. So the difference is, so then that was a Bainsania podcast. We did that for about a year and a half, and recorded nearly seventy episodes total wow. on that separate entity. And then we went to Bainsania Show, which is essentially the same branch, but what it is is now show because it's visual. You can see us before you couldn't. So then in July uh, 2022, uh, that's when we established Bain Senior Show and been going for about a year, which I think we've recorded lug, lug bug about 60 episodes, maybe, I think, on video. Are you still releasing them one a week or is it still kind of like, what I mean is like, um, sometimes mm -hmm. I always, I try to do like two or three in a bank mm -hmm. and then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, release them that way. But like, are you, as soon as you're recording them, releasing them straight away? um what we do is you have to work it's very tricky i think we record in a bit in advance slightly in advance just so it gives it time but we release an episode week by weeks but we, it, that episode what episode released now will probably been done recorded three weeks ago or something um so that's how we operate um and that's the same thing we did with the bain senior or when we were initially podcasting and that's throughout because it's just easier sometimes you know you, you can't do things last minute you know what i mean and, yeah, um, I always uh, I always find it a little bit. Um, the, the 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 pros are obviously it, you, you're not panicking to kind of get uh, um, mm. like for me obviously I I have predominantly or like guests or very rarely I do a jump off play this where I'm just looking at the camera myself. But um, sometimes I'm I'm struggling like two days beforehand to kind of grab someone. And, yeah, and and it is kind of edging your pants and basically like saying I've said it's coming out, it's coming out here. Yeah. And, but the, I, I find the 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 positive of that is that you're very relative. So if someone's just broken on that day, you yeah. know that it's just been done. 
I, you know, I've done a podcast where we were talking about the royal family, the Queen's died, and I released it as though she's still alive. Do you know what I mean? Because it was yeah. weeks earlier. So I yeah, think, yeah. Do you ever get into situations like that? Yeah, yeah. The Queen was another fun guy we had. So we did a, um, a little, I just made a remark about, you know, it was a sexual remark uh, between Queen Elizabeth, uh, rest in peace, Lizzie, and uh, Prince Philip. Obviously, is a rest in peace him as well, and he's he's got he's alive. Um, I remember that one as well. That was he died as well. So basically, what happens was it was something sexual between Lizzie and Philip, right? Rest in peace, both of them. And it turns out when Lizzie died and we released it, and because we're being senior show, we take risks. We just left it. it was like Jal going now. Let's have a you know a little bit of a laugh. But um, but it was not yeah. Like we are risk. We've done. I don't know where to begin. The craziest stuff we've done. We've on podcast audio. Like anyone listened to it, they'll actually like. They might, I don't know what they will think because the when we used to when we initially we do skits as well, right? So the skit stuff was crazy, like like Trump and a Chinese person in a massage parlor. You know, we've done just uh, uh, um, a, a Santa that uh, takes a liking to children. Um, that that it's like South Park. It's crazy, yeah. We we it's crazy. We are crazy. That's that's how Bain, that Bain Senior is linked to being on the fringe line, like I always say, you know, um, any day we could get cancelled, I believe. Is that, is that, I'm not saying it in a, in a, in a perverse way, but is, is that the idea to get cancelled? Because for some people, when they're being cancelled, it's actually done wonders for their, their relaunch of when they've come up, because they've actually attracted it more, like yeah. bad PR is good PR, or um, you can see it now where people are saying more and more edgy stuff, especially in the, in the comedic sphere. Yeah. Um, you can see that, the, that that fight back against um, whether it's wokeism or wherever it's uh, mm. um, being cancelled. Do mm. you is that something that resonates with you? It does slightly resonate. Our aim is not to be like the thing is when we ever podcast, like we we don't want to. We're not putting a fake persona out there. It's hard. You can't be fake in front of that mm-hmm. when you're anything you do, right? And if we don't want to be, that's not our intention. But if we're going to create comedic content. We're going to be move. We our inspirations that we seek, you know, from like the likes of Dave Chappelle, South Park, you know, these kind of individuals, or many great comedians that I listen to or Amrit listens to. We're going to take inspiration, and if we've got something political or something social issue, we're going to try and make it with a comedic swing. It will have a message, and every single skit has an underlying message, but it's up to the person where they can read between the lines, and that was since day one. And it's also being creative. You know, you can have a Rogan style episode. That's Rogan doing it. But Bane Senior, we need to be something different. So that's what we wanted to create. Mm. So having skits is fun. It's actually really enjoyable. I love doing skits. The skits is the funniest thing I'd ever do. I'd love to do that. But if we need to be serious and talk about like I've done episodes many times about domestic violence, that's fine. Done it before. So um, you know, we've done many, many different things that are serious, funny. Social issues, comedy, John Marvy, in it. Um, but you know what? One thing to link about when you're saying fun game with guests, I feel what you could do is like, I don't know, if you found someone on the street, you could just grab them and say, like, Uncle, like, Bobby are probably the best people. They've got so much knowledge and so much of a take on life. I think I'd, I'd love to watch that. If yeah. you had, let's go wild. Let's see if you had like well, a, a. So, uh, you want to, in the, obviously, you read like the Soul Road benches, right? Yeah, on, yeah. Where the Bombay used to sit on the Soul Road. Yeah. And then you see the world go back. Like, but you got different levels in it. If you're talking 
Bombay between 1980s and let's say 85, let's say 80, 1980 to 1995. Don't like Michael Jordan, elite Maradona level Bobby because they saw. <laughs> yeah. They saw everything. They had Ghana for the people who came when when they first landed, and they've got Ghana from uh, who their children have married, and they've got Ghana for everybody else in the friend back home yeah. about land being taken. Yeah. The '95 Bombay to 2005, you know, they they saw the millennium. They sold out a little bit then. I can't yeah. them like their views will be a little bit. Too modern. I, I would say you need the old-fashioned Bobby. You know the Bobby where when they were young, yeah, they were moving mad. They had their shirt cooling on, you know, with the chain, shirt out open in the 70s, you know, with the hair out, chest hair. They've got, like, gold garag, rings, and they're, 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 they're married. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? They're like, those ones would be really interesting, I'd say. Um, I, I think that's something that I would love to have as a guest um one day i'll try and find a baba or, or an uncle that's quite naughty yeah i see my thought, yeah i think it's, it's it's true what you said in terms of like you know you're you're you you two are so creative in your sketches and to do that i think that the, i think it's just the format with like for me i um i listen to a lot of rogue i listen to theo vaughn i love all of these guys and stuff um but i try and i i'm, I'm really inspired more like like louis through where i try and you know listen to not ask too many deep questions but get the person because they were the way that i look at it is that when you're interviewing someone they've got one story predominantly and mm. i don't want to disrespect that story um to having to an audience of four or five people because i've seen it where if i try to get a you know a fairly unknown guest um and they're really excited and you you talk to them and you put and you put it out you know they might not get the, the you know the views of what another guest might have and I don't want to disrespect that, that that value in order for them to um, not get the same kind of push that I wouldn't push somebody else who's fairly well known. Mm. And I think mapping it that way, that's the way, that's just my style. That's how, like, you know, the way I do it. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I haven't got the creativity and the skills of what, what, what you guys do. No, uh, no, no, no. I mean, everyone's gassing us up, but I swear. Like, I go... I, no, I'm I up just, in Birmingham. I'm up no, in Birmingham quite a lot as well. So I do know like Soho Road, yeah, you know, yeah. Rook, Rookery Road is a nasty place as well. I, I've been around there. I li- <laughs> Yo, oh, shit. Do school? you live near Rookery Road? I, I, I went, my school, primary school was Rookery Road Primary School. Okay, yeah. So opposite there has been, been like, I, I don't know if you ever catch uh, a bit of the episode, but Rookery Road is like the epicenter of Bangara. Right? right. Okay. So yeah. imagine you got Soul Road as the main artery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where all the labels used to be. So you had mm. Roma and um, you had Oriental Star Agencies, Envy, Music World. Yeah. You had all of them on that road, right? Yeah. But Rookery Road is where everyone used to live. So just off there. So right. off there, there used to be Sukhshinda. Shinda used to live off one of the roads. Jazzy okay. used to live in one of the roads there. So I know been that I've Yeah, so you go then different. you go past my school and Buddha Pradesi used to be there. Oh sorry. And his family. Then oh. opposite my school used to be Bimbinankis and Gordora. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, I've seen it. On one corner used to be Gachan Mall where we where we used to play learn the toll, but used to have toll blaster studios or mini I can't remember what he called the sto- studio. Yeah. And then on the other road was Ellsford Road next to Bibinaki. Used to be where Sufri used to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, okay. I don't know if you follow me, but if you go two more roads where I used to live, at the top there, mm-hmm. um, 
used to be Gajan's house, Gajan Ma's house. Yeah, Gajan Ma's a legend. Yeah. And down the bottom used to be AS Gang on that on that beat. Then if you yeah. go up left, just off off there used to be Hollywood Road where Opera Video used to be. Now Opera Video where I had Opera Budgeon on the podcast. So I tried to time the guests as well. So if they listen to it, I had him early on to set the scene for everybody else. Because mm-hmm. he was one of the first video guys he uh, filming uh, Asian weddings. The people used to book with him and then he said, oh, I've got this band, I've got that band. Because they used to have their photo shoots for their covers of cassettes. At his yeah. So it's all in that kind of square mile or two square mile was the hub of everything. All right. I cussed Rickery Road here yeah, and I actually now have to take that back now because there's too many legends. In on round, I'm just saying, yeah. When I last went rookie road, it was a bit risky. No, and no, when it, I was... bro. I'm with you now. I like I've I've gone past there. A lot of it's changed, man. It, a lot yeah. of it, a lot of those shops have turned into Dixie Chickens and you know five chickens for fifty p. You know all that kind of rubbish. Um, yeah, even so, road as well. Like yeah, there's risky. more. There's more, and I'm gonna say this because this is my observation now. I'm I love Birmingham. So I'm gonna put it out there that the Birmingham I feel Birmingham's better for food than London in terms of this corner. Like if I want to go for a mixy, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm veggie, I come up there, I got no Soho Tavern, yeah, Oak, yeah. all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you, ain't um, you ain't mess mixed grills, it's not even a conversation. I, I have to admit that because from down here. There's only a, there's mixies places, but they're why, all okay. Just before you go into, and I, I don't want you to finish that point, but before I forget, why do you think that down south haven't done it? Because like it hasn't caught on properly, properly. Um, basically, if you look at it, people down south. So when you see south, I've lived in London and I live outside of London as well. So I currently live outside, but Londoners are, have ego. They believe London is the whole country, it's the whole world. Everything is London. London, nothing beats London. If I'm going to go outside London, I'm going to fly out of the UK. So for them, they that see Watford, Birmingham. Anything from north of Watford? Basically anything north of Watford, eh, Oxford is now a different Oxford, whole world. Yeah. So London is, they think London's here and Birmingham's here. They always think that. You can't get it out of their head. Yeah, yeah. Um, so people in London, the problem is the way London's structured is you've multi-faiths and people of different color, like color, created living on the same road. There's no zones like the way Birmingham is, right? Birmingham, you have certain ends, like and and uh, that you think is a particular community, and then you go next road, it'll be another community. Yeah. But in London, everyone's kind of mixed. You have certain things like East London is Bangladeshi predominantly, West is more Punjabi uh, slash Pakistani, and then you have you know where the African Caribbean community are, and North London is it could be all varied. So. Mixies, I think the people in London are too because of that big global city, they're not caught onto the proper raw desi style. Do you get what I mean? Like go Birmingham, people are in their roots, they're more in their culture. And down in London, they're not deep into their culture. they I'm not saying all, but it's just like if you're outside, maybe you step outside South Hall, you, you 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 can find plenty of coconuts. It's not hard. That finding a coconut is very easy. You go down Shoreditch, you got them two two, you know, coconuts that you know, Sasri Cow, that, that's what you're gonna get. But that's fine. We need to educate the Sasri Cow to how say Satri Agal. So it's is that no, it's it's not it's, it's Sasri Cow. It's just one word. Yeah, Sasri Cow or you know, they it's them ones, isn't it? So because that global connection to the city, you know, that time because it is still a, a big city. London's a mega city in that sense in terms of reach. It, they have that ego. So when they go Birmingham, they look down. They think, yeah, it's, it must be cheap. But actually. Birmingham's up and coming and I, I I think it's more value for 
money living up in the Midlands. But um, yeah, that's why I have to admit that, man. The veggie, especially for veggie mixed grills, I have too much. You know, what, um, I've been growth. I know a lot of people who've um, even from here, like you know, when you were talking about road to road, that that that's changed now from like the 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 next generation have kind of got more affluent. They dispersed out to loads of parts. But what mm-hmm. happens is it's like a hard reset. Like if you want to get down and dirty and you want to have a proper mixed grill, like people have tried to take mixed grill to like the more affluent it's Sutton and all these ones. But even yeah. the the natives around here, um, mm. non-Punjabi, would know that if you want to mix grill, you have to go into the heart of West Brom. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's where that's where you've got to go. So they'll they'll go there to experience it. It's like a day out, it's like a night out. And even yeah. the, even the desis have moved out. They won't go into those areas because all they'll do is if they order a mixed school. I went to a mixed school place around here, and uh, it was like four chicken pieces, and it was it had all you know when they get the you know when you get the mint sauce and yeah. it's sprayed like this. Oh it's not a tub. no! And I'm like, and I'm looking at, them and they go twenty five pound, please, sir. And I'm like, what? And then no. you just like throw that out. You get a taxi straight into sports when you're like. Fill me up, man. Just give me that mint sauce right now. I tell you, it's criminal to do that. And that's the problem in London is you've got mixy places. But besides from that, even there, their mixed schools are not as big as the Birmingham ones. When I went into Surrey Tavern the first time, yeah, and I did not understand when I got a king mixed grill, I realised what the size was of that king mixed grill. And we not got one, we got two. And there's only a few of us. And we looked at it, it was like a mountain. I was like, bruv, this is not looking good, but this is looking good as well. Um... And and also it's that ve- veggie aspect as well. They've got really good meat free. Mikey Mikey's yeah. a veggie. So the one the guy who kind of runs like solitary part of the whole family. Yeah, yeah. One of the main boys there. He's veggie, so he's he's concentrated on that. But there's also the sly ones as well. You go to a mixed grill even in in Birmingham, where like you've ordered a mixed grill, and what they've done is that they might have a couple of pieces of kebab. They hide that in there, and then they just fill it up with the the chicken just to make it look. And you're like, I got. <laughs> the mixed grill not chicken kebabs true you know but then this is the thing about meat people you guys attack them the, the the kebab is the most important thing right and the lamb chop you guys are going for that and there's only two of them so four or five men one of you guys are lucky the yeah. rest of you just gotta watch each other eating chomping on the chicken the cost but, of living or... crisis bro you need to we need to um we need to be you have to be ethically correct you know efficiency is everything so like now we're looking at Who's giving the biggest? Who's got the biggest pile, right? Yeah. Then for me, my personal issue is the torcasma. I can't handle it. Yeah, yeah, because some places they last for a week in it. Yeah, more than your clothes. It's just every. It's in your pores. So yeah. I have this massive argument privately. Out. So this is the first time I'm probably disclosing it on the podcast. But yeah. A mixed grill is based on the grill, yeah. So we it used to be called like a, we go for an Indian barbecue. Yeah. So sportsmen, for example, in West Brom, you do it on the coals. So you can mm. go in there, have a mixed uh, have a mixed grill, and actually leave the venue not smelling as that you smell the way that you come in. Right, yeah. Some places yeah. you go past, it's in the air about half a mile the torka before you get <laughs> then you get. When you go into the place, then they bring out a sizzler. I mean, what the fuck is a sizzler, right? <laughs> they put it on the table, and then the and then the guy the guy the way is it Paddy Horkos Do you need anything else? Nah. And then and then you're like, nah, I'm already like my mates are here. I don't really want to be here, but okay. 
then yeah. he pulls a lemon out from somewhere <laughs> and starts dripping it down. And yeah. then just for the tour, just for the show. And like as he's doing this, what what is he what is he expecting? Everyone to clap it. <laughs> bit of black magic, bro. You gotta be careful there, man. I don't know, but I, I didn't want to tweet, man. I'd be, I'd be happy if he brushed his teeth before, uh, before anything else. Where, where's your go? What's your so you go to sportsman? What's your best mixy that you would go? Which place would you go if you had to leave this recording right now and go go get mixy? I have to go sportsman because sportsman, it's okay. one of the things is because it's the, the kebab, the boneless. The mm-hmm. mixed sort. It's the it's the history. I'm more of a kind of a historical place, as you could probably tell, right? I'm I'm more about the loyalty within that, right? But yeah. there are some up and coming, like obviously Soul, the way how they do it. Yeah. Uh it's a service. Royal Oak is another yeah. one. Um Island Inn now. I've got mm. like there's so much competition. If you're a customer, you you are sport for choice now. It's it's amazing. Yeah. You know, the oh. more restaurants and a lot of them. Now you can take your family there. Like, oh yeah, that's another problem. Yeah. So down so, like, south, yeah, you can't do that. Not not many places. Yeah, I remember I walked into a place. I went with uh, Prash, and I went to this. I went. I was down for the the, the conference show. Remember the, the podcast conference show? Oh, in London, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went, I went there, and we walked into a place, and it was a shisha lounge as well. So it was a shisha lounge, mixy and all this. And I've got like there's a group of old uncle there, and they've got. A bottle on the table, drinking, and you're thinking, "Oh, I feel at home." That's like a normal thing. Then mm. the other one, there's like, is it like a table of things and that vaping as well, like doing the hook, doing the sheet. And I'm like, mm, yeah. "We're still like, we're still 20 minutes behind on that stuff in Birmingham." Like, you, yeah, that's sticky, that. man. That's a bit weird. And I'm like, maybe it's a youth thing. Like, mm. no one my age would be doing it like open and things. I'm not saying. I'm just be my own opinion here before anyone. Yeah. But I was like. Things are so far forward in terms of modern and, and culture and society. It's a bit uncomfortable for me. But like some venues are where I take I could take majority of those venues that I could take my family in there and, and it's fine. Whereas five, ten years ago, you wouldn't feel comfortable taking mm. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into it. It's true, it's true, man. Like when I the mixy place I used to go to quite a lot is South Hall is Prince of Wales. That's the popular. Yeah, I've heard one. of that. I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Their lollipop chicken, you'll like that. But for me person, isn't that? It's a lollipop chicken is basically it's like a fat wing. So it's like this big here, but done meat. And it's the bone, but it's fried and it's like proper rarea with sauce. So the lollipop chicken is it's the, basically the tip of that chicken is quite big. Um uh, if I explained I can't explain it, you just gotta go and get it. Like the experience the, in it. Yeah, I've, been, I've, I've actually been there for points. So I haven't actually eaten there. No, I tell okay, you, what, I have eaten there. I have eaten there, but this oh, was okay, yeah. ages ago. Ages ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit weird because it's like wooden benches. It can get, it can turn into a sesh pretty easily. Like, some of the drunks will come in there, so it's not really a a family environment. But you know what? I do like the food there. But yeah, again, for veggies, it's just do you, you get lock-ins in it. Was it sorry? Do you get lock-ins? Locking, like, in what sense? Like, so, like, let's say you're supposed to close at half eleven, but you end oh, at half two. It depends, isn't it? If there's a rave going on, they might just carry a kulara and then like, it's happened before. Sometimes in Bangla classes, and afterwards, next minute, you know, it's a it's a full like uh, everyone's just having a party in the in in basically in the pub. And um, I think they should lock off. They've already finished about two a.m. max. Yeah, 12, I, what 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 we find here is. Um, a lot of the kind of proper restauranty pubs, mixed grill places, yeah. like eleven o'clock, you've got to they get you out of there now. Half eleven, yeah, yeah. 
I think they need to remember their roots and culture. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I do get that. I think as a young generation, like a lot of them, like I, obviously I'm 27, so I'm still wow. outside. I'm considering myself young as well. Yeah, you are, man. And I, I'm a younger man. I've still got a future t That's two. That's the start. I can't see with the light, lighting of the podcast. You can't see none of oh, it. No, you see it in, when you watch the Bane Senior show, there's, there's white hairs lying in the front. But <laughs> I would say, I when I look at now, the, up, <laughs> the upcoming young people, like let's say the 16, 17 year olds, they're a bit different now. They, they're they not the exposed to it's a different world now you know when you look at music as well you know different artists like i was in the gurdwara and i spotted uh as gang like i saw him and i said also, yeah no in um so road so road gurdwara and uh doing seva and stuff and um i said to i said to straight like, uncle you don't like that and i started i said sasikaji you know that and he had the gen he's like yeah this i'm the lord of pashanelia and i was like right yeah because these kind of the artists they their songs are evergreen, they're golden, like you know, and that when I speak to young people now, like younger than me, they're like, Oh, what is what is who's there? Who are they? And um that surprises me a lot. But who's so, whose fault whose fault do you reckon that is? I think it's a mixture of it's the music industry as well. The music industry has changed so much, but it's changed in a good way, but I think also parents need to get their kids into their roots. You know what I mean? Um, so that's what I think a lot of the time. And I think also uh, parents should educate their children to learn how to speak Punjabi, which is a key thing. You know, if they don't, if a, if a child never learns Punjabi, they can't listen to Sulinda Shindar songs. They won't know. The, the thing is, the old albums, yeah, I listen to a lot of the old tunes. Like if you saw a Mirza Seba or you listen to some of these albums, the album's actually a story. They talk about what they're going to sing and then they go into... The song and the song becomes the story. The lyrics is is very important, and that we don't have nowadays. So well, I think I think as well at the same time though there was a lot of people who would sing songs or sing along the songs but didn't know the meaning of the words. Yeah. So so like you know like my kids, um, more my my son at the moment, he he would sing along songs but obviously he has no meaning to it. So I like mm. I I'll, I'll tell him and then I'll tell him the story like a a folk story. And he'll just start laughing. And then I'll be like, I mean, they're used to Avengers, for fuck's sake, right? Yeah. So you can say, oh, this geezer's, this geezer's, um, this girl's brothers, right? They came up with a massive sword, yeah? Like, and the archer, he was sleeping. You know, why, why, was he, why was he sleeping by a tree for? Why can't he? Yeah. Like, you know, there's just no, it's hard to put in the context. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, like, Romeo, Juliet, he Ranja, like, come on, man. You, you literally match them, like, Punjab, Punjabi culture can have its own Shakespeare plays. Oh, you know, yeah. We don't need to look at... This is one thing I rediscovered is that we look at Western influences so much, but we don't realise our Punjabi culture is rich oh, massive, in yeah. terms of stories, you know, the origins of Bhangra. If you go deeper into that, why do we... Where the toll comes from Pakistan, actually, the side of Punjab, not our side of Punjab. Why do we do this? What's this? What's... What, you know, all these things. Even me, myself, I'm still... I'm, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm fluent in Punjabi. I would still say that it takes me time to decipher some of the lyrics. Like, if I listen to Sartaj, if I listen to Godas, man, listen to any song, I still need to listen to it again. But if I'm listening to Shubh's album, man, it's like, you know, Tair Kumade, Sher Kumade. Like, it's, uh, what's oh, the meaning of a Tair Kumade? Like, Tair Frat, we hold it Like, it's no, it's catchy songs. Do you know what I mean? There's no, there's no actual, that, like, meaning. You've actually hit the nail on the head, which I, what I've been saying is, like, with, like, with AP, they're not hard lyrics. So yeah. then, like you know, the the identity, for example, they're not deep lyric. 
a kid coming from that heritage can actually sing along with it and say, yeah, I am because whereas if it was a Sardar song in that style, proper Dunga Punjabi, they wouldn't be able to relate to it. Plus, obviously, the beats, a lot of the beats are not having a tool in there. A lot of the beats are not having a thumbi in there nowadays. So it's, it's it, this, there's, I think we're at a tipping point in terms of where we go in the future, in terms of what sound, whether a tall sound or Punjabi instruments don't still continue to dominate the scene, or yeah. it's going to become a phase, or we're going to bring the tall back for a phase, or we're going to bring the thumbi back for a phase. So the yeah. consistency will just be, you know, trap beats or whatever, whatever. Yeah, the trap influence has kicked in, but also sampling as well. Some DJ pump producers might just use recycled beats and just put it in. But like, for example, I'm coming with examples when I say this now, like True School. I'm a big True School fan from day one. I've listened to him from when he was with Specialist. Now, if you listen to him, now, when you listen to that, what's that song? What's that film, Diljit's one? Jory? Is it Jory? Yeah. I watched the film. While I sat in the cinema, I realised, holy crap, in the beginning, there's True School produced it. I was like, right, let's listen. When you listen to each song, like Jory, Deri, Meri, these songs, you start seeing the map, the difference of the Tolki tempo. Now, if you close your eyes, you listen to it, you feel like you're back in the 80s or 70s in their carriage and you've got a microphone there, Tolki, Vajja, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and a Tombi. It's actually unbelievable, the level of production. And it had deserves its recognition no matter what. That's when I listened to that album. Yeah. I was like, Vah Dolji. But he's, well done, he's, but he's obsessively unique in terms of I think somebody I think it maybe the actually said that he called him a scientist like yeah. in terms of to get that sound that he would obsess to make it to replicate as much as he could right yeah. whereas then you've got other um other producers who are computer programmers now the battle yeah. is where you've got somebody on the extreme like that a scientist and a computer programmer is now you've got AI that can bring both of those things and actually mm. ex- exclude them both. Mm. So you know where somebody could be a brilliant computer programmer in bringing together a sampling and making a song, right? And you can hear all the samples within it and, mm. and put it together. Ultimately, the customer at the end of it is like, I don't care what you've done. I'm, I'm listening to it. You know, that's your problem. Not mine, right? And then yeah. you've got the scientist side of it there where... Um, looking at the finest intricacies, um, mic positions, sound engineering. AI has basically just killed both of their argument and say, well, I can lift that, make that sound, and do it in that style at the same time, and I can exclude exactly. both. I mean, yeah, I, heard, exactly. I heard Sofri AI vocal um, singing a Daljeet song. What? And I sat there, and it was about... I would say about 90% or 95% bang on. And this is only an early technology of what we've got. Uh, that's the thing. It's up to humans to make sure that we, we have these tools at AI, but use it within reason. But and that's the thing. Humans, humans are, we are our own downfall. That's the thing. We always, there's greed. There's all sorts of things kick in. And I hope that, you know, people that you're listening, understand their appreciation of what's good music and what's not. What's the actual quality behind it? There's many trap artists, many DJ techno producers out there. Some are good and some are just, you know, you find the same ones, but very few are like true school. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. I just want to like, I'm a big, big, big Punjabi, you know, music listener. I go, I try and go back, you know, to the part of the, the, you know, the old folk singers or the old time generation that when they, you know, Yamala Jat go from all the way there 
to you know go like the era of like Gurdasman and they go beyond to like Jazzy B and then even the modern artists right now some of them are good and some of them you know but you know it's a big industry you know there's a social media side of things you got to be, you know as a singer you got to have a good social media presence you know you got to learn to make you know have those reels out there the way Karnoja is doing things to basically progress you, you know always I mean? you'll always get the ones who uh, like yeah. sure he's not very active yeah he's not very and like you'll always have a few that actually define mm -hmm. go against the grain of it as well at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I think what, what I think what it is now is that we've never seen as much money in, involved in the industry, whether it's DJs, the wedding industry, wherever it is, or the concerts and tours that are happening. I mean the mm -hmm. amount of people that who are touring this year coming up is is ridiculous. You can't fit everyone in. And before money. they kind of a, a gentleman's agreement, the last one does this year, the next year it'll be um Diljeet. And so they alternate it, you know, to make sure that 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 audience out there can actually spend their money wisely. Now yeah. you have Safdaj, Shub, um, the whole freshers tours kicking in, uh, festivals. Yeah. Uh, you've got Barwa's being, uh, Ami Virk's coming around in October. Yeah. So you've just got volume and volume. Uh, like Adnan Sami's uh, happening right now, uh, Kapil yeah. Sharma. And then you got the Bollywood people coming mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah crazy. it is. It's crazy. Like, because people have not thought about mm -hmm. a business. They've just gone, if it's up for grabs, I'm taking it. I'm taking the audience. Exactly. I'm not I'm not being involved. It's money. It's money at the end of the day. And that's that's something that, are, you know, it does run the Punjabi music industry. And it's just changed. And even the you know ticket prices are quite high as well. I looked at Emmy Verk as well. And it's, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not exactly like, would you say... Uh, and affordable in that sense, depending where you want to sit. You know, wherever you sit is always going to be some drunk, you know, person Punjabi Bandai anyway. So, you know, you have to deal with that. So, yeah, I've been to many Gurdasman shows in my childhood, day one, you know, I've been going, but then I got bored of it because it was like, not, and I'm not being offensive to Gurdasman, but it's just, it was almost the same thing again each, each time he came. It was like, Challah comes on, was like, oh, crazy. Some uncle gets booted out, you know, the arena because they're too drunk. Someone's trying to jump on stage. Fine. But the songs were kind of the same. And, and you listen to it and it's like, yeah, you know what? I respect him and I respect his grind. Um, but it's a new it's a new world. Um, and yeah, see, these are things that are, you know, so important to talk about. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think yeah, more and, and you, more is like yeah, people's off. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Field stuff as well started to play play into it, you know, the the, mm -hmm. the politics, not even the art, the people's stances, because people are just people are not after just their music content they want to know they're obsessive about knowing what they what they're thinking where are they what they're doing and people mm -hmm. are experiencing them and you know never meet your heroes sometimes never not to meet your heroes even through social media don't follow them because when you actually see them you're like fuck that i tell you about like you talk let's touch upon this content creators like kind of thing right because it's probably something that you want to know about and it's like one of the, it's one of those worlds that are creating and it's really good because you know we 
I mean, I was young. I see watch Just Rain, oh. AKTV, Superwoman. Like, I know people are going to criticize Superwoman, but I used to not religious. I didn't know. I was never a fan of her content. But you just see the grind, and you're like, okay, well done to you. But AKTV and Just Rain were the main people, and um, it's nice because it started off things where actually Punjabi people like, what's wrong with us? Like, why can't we do comedy? Like, if you look at the African communities, the Carib- Afro Caribbean communities, they're doing so much. They're in the social media. They're out there in mainstream media. And I'll, I'll still, they back to something, you know what I mean? So there is a thing. If you're not in te- like book smart, then, you know, let's go for it. That's that's literally are, it, you know what I mean? Are you, like, I, I, I think like, like Bob Bullicious, for example, I, I love him, yeah. I always thought he was one of my favourite characters in terms mm. of like uh, the mechanics, the me- mechanics sketch with him and Just Rain um, is arguably one of my, is is one of my most favorite uh, sketches uh, ever. Uh, I can listen to it. Yeah. It always makes me smile. Yeah, I think he, I think he picked up that the that whole vibe. What just Rain missed out on, mm. you know, because it, he, he's gone away. But I think there's a bit more of a serious note into this. Is that what we see with like Lily Singh and and with AK and with just Rain? That we experienced them, and we are on that social media wave when they first came through. But and I wanted to get back to the kind of the format of the show, but the pressure into building and having creative content at some point in time defeated each one of them. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. they all experienced burnout in some way and shape mm-hmm. or form. Mm-hmm. And you can see that now with a little bit with Katapa, where Katapa yeah. is, he's all he's on fire. He doesn't give a fuck about anything, right? Yeah. And then he, every time when I was watching his videos, he's always apologizing of his schedule. He can't get stuff out and, and the way that he's doing. And so, and then you, you as a uh, follower, you can fall into the trap saying, oh man, this geezer's not even bothered. He just puts it out now and again. Then you might think twice to watch it. Not understanding the amount of video, the hours of work that they've put in just for that little, that, that 20 minute production. Is, mm. is not, it might not be valued, not even considered. Do you, what, what's your thoughts on that? My thoughts are that, unfortunately, the way it works with social media world is you have to be consistent. That's the thing. If you're not consistent, you won't be in the public eye as regular. It's like a TV channel. If that program misses a week, misses the next week after, then how is that viewers just going to switch off? Like we're in a world where you're incompetent. Now people have gone off from mainstream watching TV channels to streaming right netflix and amazon so we have gone off from there if you go into social media world there's content creators that are pumping two episodes a week two videos a week three a week seven all every day so you have to compete with that you have to almost match that if not or if not get to that level because unfortunately if you're only dropping a video a month then it's it depends what you're dropping but also um the fans might you might you know have that might not be able to build a what's it called a group of community around that but like you touched upon Kadapa, i'd say Kadapa, you know he's evolved himself i think as well and um i loved his recent episode recent video i watched on mm. youtube which was really good i think that was such a different side to him that i've never seen and um it's also when you're i think content creators are going into different areas now besides from just video do you know what i mean they go merchandise they're doing all sorts i think that takes away their attention as well uh, and and do you you know the the pressure of for for yourself when you're creating mm. like 
talk me through when you're when you're coming together when you're putting a show together what does that look like for you from a creativity point mm, creativity point is so we have to go back to the roots yeah of what is a podcast a podcast is a conversation it's an art of convo so me and Amre, we literally do the most minimal planning ever possible right we get the studio we go in and we just know right uh, we go we were just like these episodes that we're going to do bang 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 and we're just in that podcast it's just in a conversational mindset like the way i'm right now i'm pretty chilled so i'm not like podcasting carmen you meet me outside i'll be a bit more diff- slightly different only five percent difference because i don't we're not faking we want to be the way we are in skits we put it on and it's just doing that and that we've people don't know we started in 2020 you know 2020 since then consistently been podcasting we've taken only one big break right which was not a big not even a year i think it was like two three months right and then started being seen show it's never been a stop we've always learned the craft people now now the thing is they say yeah you get two mics and all that and go for it go for it but it's it's you don't realize there's a lot of intricacies in it and you've got to be engaging you've got to do things that are interesting so that's it minimal planning and just execute there and then. It's it's a convo. If you don't, I've seen people with scripts. People talk about script rakla, cut this, chop it there. I'm like, we're wasting your time. Just go for it. Kill the mic. Do a madness, and then leave. That's it. That's literally the what Benzini we do, and we've learned that over the years, just to be do that because if you're gonna start changing things and making it too intricate, then you're just gonna get stressed out and. You gotta to learn to crawl before you walk, uh, walk before you, you know, the jog, all that stuff. So yeah, pretty much that. Yeah, I used to hear it quite a lot. People coming up, oh, if uh, my WhatsApp group, if we did a podcast, it'd be sick. It'd be all. And when people have actually tried it and they've got through it, they've lasted three, four episodes, and it's mm. it's gone. I think the Most average. Part, yeah, yeah. I think the average, and it was interesting. You said the number, the before you change from being a podcast to a show. Which is, I think, the average episode of where people give up is actually episode seventy. Really? So, yeah, at, at episode seventy, people drop off. So it's wow. All, all people, um, and then at early points, it's like up to five episodes max. Yeah, you'll see yeah. the you'll see the biggest drop off, and then those mm-hmm. consistent ones is episode seventy where they kind of they go. Yeah, yeah, it's, and, it's and that's a the problem. Psychological thing. It's psychological. Look, you look. I looked at him in the first time we released our put into the podcast. You know, it, you got to look at it. Yeah, we had we didn't barely have stats. No one even looked at us. People used to overlook us. There's content creators out there that you know we wanted as guests when we were in during COVID. They were like, no, we don't look at you. You only got 400 followers. But they, you know, what going now? That's what I'm saying to them. But that's the thing. It's true though, isn't it? But that's what I'm saying. And now they're pulling up on us and want to message us. We were like, no, because you got to look at it. People don't know how much you know. You got to realize you need patience. You've got to enjoy what you do. And if you the moment you stop enjoying it, you can't go for clout chasing. Then you might as well just pack your bags and just go chill. Like, so that's the best thing to do. And I remember when we started, when I started podcasting, I don't know, I can't remember which year you started. Um, uh, 2021, I think it was. There you go. That's the that's length of time. Mar- March 21. Yeah, there you go. So you think about your journey, reflect back on the way you were in the beginning to now. When we started, we had four, five, six, maybe South Asian pods that were with us. Yeah, I was going to, I just wanted to touch back on that, was like, yeah. h- how did you, how did you um determine the format that you wanted to do? Because like, 
you do have a massive benefit of having another person. A co-host is really important in terms of where you can bounce ideas and motivation for each other to to get this mm-hmm. done or um, mm-hmm. just access to people, for example. Like yeah. when you when you put that together, what was the scene like for you? Who was there? When we were putting the pod together, I just had one of my uni mates that I uh, connected with who also had his own podcast, um, different scene, and they just gave me the initial groundwork, just like kind of what it is. But they were doing video already, and we were just audio. Everything else we fend for ourselves. No one's given advice. I have no, we don't, we had no one. We had to find our own, uh, we had to build our own knowledge by researching. Simple as that, right? And that's how we managed to create what we created and that's it literally we went on like you know youtube and rinsed it so when we um sort of started out then doing it over i think within about five six months later then we started connecting with other fellow like especially dissy pods and uh there were four or five of them and i can remember you know some of them were doing really well but they're not around now and others weren't and they're not around now i think out of all of them where probably only another one is still around that's it so everyone else has dropped off because it's just that thing isn't it covid after covid you know do you really want to do it or not because you're just at home all day and 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 money as well isn't it It, like as we were talking just then before about frequency the more you do it's going to cost you more uh Mm. at the same time what how have you kind of got around like you you've had a studio kind of uh, Mm -hmm. built or you go to one to record we go to one we go to a studio and that's, um, I think you obviously have to pay for that as well. Yeah, yeah, there's cut up for that. But the thing is, we, we do it because we love it, simple as that. And if you don't love it, then don't even do it. But I never want to come across in that way saying, oh, we do this, we do that for you. Like Our duty is we want to just put content out there, see if it works. And if it works, then it's good and and just grow. But the core of our what we do is we make sure we're always having fun while we're doing it. The moment the fun is gone, then you just it's quits. That's it. And making it manageable is the key thing. And that's what we look at. Um, so there is always a cost element, yes. Um, and it depends. You see it as a cost or you see it as an investment. So, yeah, and it's that's... like, for, for me, um, you know, around sponsorship is going to be like the next thing for, for, for me because I'm trying to um, mm-hmm. sort out like spaces in order to um, do uh, in-person as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you I've always found it kind of difficult where you're trying to um, explain to somebody about your product or what you're doing um, and, and and for it to get that kind of return investment do you mm-hmm. think that when people sponsor or when people are thinking, thinking about it the metrics are different when it comes to a show or a podcast yeah this is, it, it varies I think you know you say with sponsorships you know it's meaningful business relationships that's what you need Right. And I think the most important thing is, is that, you know, getting along person to person, you know, and it's also how they perceive you. You've got to realize you have your own reputation. You've got your own growth and you can't let just, you know, anything get in the way of that. But it's just about it depends how you want it, If it's, whether it's in the form of merch, whether it's in the form of shout out, whether it's in the form of this. That's up to you, really. It's simply that. And um there is a new wave now coming in where people where affiliate marketing is a thing and people businesses want to pay you know whoever's on a public platform money or you know, provide products so they can put it out there and I think that's really good and I think it's really good having this uh, Punjabi or even South Asian businesses 
you know, growing via social media, which is such a great thing. And I think that's important. You know, I think I, like one of the one of the things that annoys me, um, it just annoys a bit of a strong word, but mm. irritate, irritate it, I would say, is um that you see some of the South Asian successful podcasters, they've they've kind of broken away. It, it, it's always mm. like kind of like mainstream presenters that they come from the the opera scene, the DCC. They go into mainstream TV and they don't look back to help anyone or mm. or to do that. And you see some of those podcasters go, and then you see them. They're buying their own views now on on the on the podcasts mm. or streams on Spotify, and then they're buying the followers just to get to that to get that bit. Are we in danger of mimicking the in the, like the music scene, the entertainment scene? Uh, uh, um, yeah. Interesting question. There's a lot of facets to it. I would say, from my opinion, there's no point creating content if you're buying views. You're fake. Simple as that. That means you literally your your content is not got there to that level where people are even drawing attention or even getting anyone. And it's not about numbers and metrics. How many followers you got or how many views you're getting. It's not about that. It's about honesty. That's the thing with Bain saying here. I can send a screenshot now to anyone. And even with sponsors or peer person to show that whatever we created is on off our own back. Never bought a single follower, never bought a single thing. And that takes, is nothing but hard work, dedication, and just enjoying it. Simple as that. And it's luck as well. You always got to give, you know, grace is to God, right? That that we've, whatever we got, we got. But I don't see myself as a content creator or a big person. I just see myself as just everyone else. So there is that world. We're in danger of it, but I don't think we are yet because it's up to us what we do. If yeah, we start yeah. buying followers, then next minute, you know, everyone will, you know, as a blueprint. And yeah, you're right. Some of the, you know, we, the best thing about having your own product, like this is the most amazing thing. You have your own product. You're independent. You're not, you're not controlled by mainstream media. You're not controlled by big interests. You can do whatever you want. You can go on the mic and just talk about conspiracy theories. You can go on the mic and do whatever you want. And that's the best feeling. I would never want to be bought by an interest. Uh, big interest unless Spotify come in a deal then that's different right yeah. uh, you know but even then it's got to be done in a proper way so ownership is important you've got to look at the big big examples like Kanye the way they moves you know the, about you know Jordan you know the, how they do their things you know it's about ownership of your own thing and um, a lot of these people yeah they come from but the thing is that you touched upon now help right this is the thing I look at you got to be careful sometimes when I, there's people that, you know, the thing is people ask us so many intricate questions about podcasting or content yeah. creating. And I'm just like, I don't know because the bottom line is you can put as many meme pics, captions, little zoom, zoom, this, this, but if you're, what you're talking about, what you're doing is not anything of a material or nothing that sticks. Yeah. Then you're just, you're just covering, you're covering it up. Basically. I think, I think even if you've tried it for, um, for a while and you mm-hmm. and you have been fake. I don't think you last in that way. I think no. the, the real thing how like Rogan, for example, is probably the best metric meter that we've got, isn't it? In terms of uh, uh podcast mm-hmm. or shows or whatever, however you want to define it, is that he's very con- he, you can't lie for two thousand episodes. You've got to be yeah. very consistent in terms of obviously there's you know. I'll be honest as well. Some of my best content has been not recorded. Where they've said it's been after after it's been um, after the, the it's t- turned off because yeah. I know the truth. And on some stuff, I've interviewed people where I actually know the truth, but I don't want to show them that disrespect from it. And if you're fake, yeah. 
and you're coming through you it comes out too easily and your audience or your supporters your fans whatever they, they'll call you out as well yeah so like i said when we had i don't like talking about numbers but if example again when you are like let's say 400 followers when they're doing our podcast stuff right people changed people were different then but when we went to 10,000, then it's different then. Then, it, you know, people change suddenly because they see numbers. I'm still the same person, though. I still do the same stuff. No, nothing's changed. So why do people change? Why are they coming around me? And they're asking. They want things. And the problem with some of the upbringing people is some of them have become leeches as well. They just want to leech off it for just the shortcut. No, you got to work for it as well. You can't just, like, I didn't get the, the access or the knowledge of whatever I want to do. And, isn't, and you know from when I began you have to learn and you have to do it simple as that and um, that's the problem I've got and this is not just up and people this is generally content creating scene there's a very few people that really will work hard themselves and work with you as a friend a partnership but they always want to just take 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 and you can't have that and and people copy as well which you've got to be very mindful of have you um, already seen have you already uh, seen that where people copying yeah yeah people do copy I've seen people adapt techniques that we maybe do or just stuff that we the way we speak or conversations we have into their own podcast which is fine because we're all in the same space we're all going to take up or talk almost about the same things mm-hmm. but if we're all looking the same then we're all dead you know what i mean in terms of content wise then the audience is going to look at all right we see this con- this type of topic let's example we talk about auntie auntie on this pod next pod does auntie two months later another third pod does auntie five months later it's dead that's it we're all we're all in the same boat so we've got to learn to be unique we don't. I don't look at anyone. Me and Amri, we're just we're just focusing on ourselves. Like we don't. I, we I don't take time. inspiration. <laughs> yeah, I don't take inspiration. I take inspiration from like Rogan, Flagrant Two. You know, you know, shits and gigs. You know, you listen to these pods. Jack's Jack Mate Happy Hour. You know, these podcasts are big, but you take inspiration. But you got to realize, you know, I can't be Rogan. That's Rogan. I'm just going to be myself, but create something different. And um, that's the that's the key thing. Um. Is always being unique, and uh, I think that's some problems we do have. Yeah, be some some fried you know, coffee. Um, obviously, you're 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 very edgy in some of the, the the stuff that you put out there. Yeah. Um, what have you ever had any serious blowback where you thought, oh, oh, this might be we might be in a bit of trouble? Yeah, all the time. That's that that that's the way we have been. We're gonna have we're gonna have, you know, if you post something on TikTok or Insta, there's gonna be comments flying in. You know, especially religious. You know, if it's sicky related. You know, obviously I wear a bug, but my Amrit doesn't wear a bug. He's cut hair. People are going to judge him because he's got cut hair. Like, you know, we're, you know, the thing is God has created humans. Now, whether or whether, if, whether someone wearing a bana or whether someone where, you know, being a God sick or whether someone's sad body, whatever, you've got to look at it in a different way. You're in your own journey. You've got to focus on yourself, but people don't. We know that. So we know as soon as those reels are about to be posted, we know we're going to get the hate there. But the, the point has to be made. Right. And that's the key thing. It's not for the clout chasing. You see, I can we can make plenty of podcast episodes about hate from the Sikhi community and just reel it that way. But it's not about negativity, it's about giving a solution. So certain things that did go did get a lot of traction were about me talking about why um, you know, Sikhs ain't Sikhs or Punjabis ain't Punjabis, that sense. You know, we've got to learn to get past the physical features of things and look inside that person as well. And um, there's a lot of that. So Amrit did face a lot of criticism because we had an episode about Sikhi architecture, about Gurdwaras, you know, why that Gurdwaras in India are very different and architectural structured in such a way 
but in England, we just it's 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 a bit too simplistic. It's or it's uh it's the same or it's copied. And he's he would we were delving into the travel of light within Gurdwaras. You don't need artificial light light bulbs. You can find, create glass panes or do things that yeah. help travel and noise as well. How shaping and all of that. But when it went on TikTok, people were like you're monna, you you know dugana, you look like a sharabi, you might be smoking. You don't know that person's journey. So mm. that's some of the stuff where we thought. I said to Amrit before even doing the episode, like, you got to be ready for that because if well, I said the same you... point. Yeah, I mean, how do you kind of uh, keep other in check, like in terms of, you know, I, I mentioned about those are the the we'll call them pioneers of con of this kind of content, right? Um, mm-hmm. would, how do you kind of check yourself in that you don't have that burnout, that you don't, um, you don't have those low moments? Yeah. So, how do you keep yourself going and not burn out? Is about realizing social media as a world. It's like you know, today you might get hate, and tomorrow it passes over. It's, it's it's a quick world you'll have a hate for a day or two move on do you know what i mean and it's just about realizing that you know you've got a yeah you just got you, you just got to recognize social media is don't take it too personal simple as that if someone turned around and say oh, i don't like your episode i don't like your content i'll say fine what's the reason and they'll say these these reasons fine tika that's fine that's good you know you should be open to positive and negative feedback don't always looking for for positive that's it. What does what does the next six to twelve months look like for you guys? What's your kind of end goals in what mm. you want to do? Like, do you want to take this to mainstream, sell the show, uh, sh- show? Uh, do, what kind of aspirations do you guys have? It's it's, it's very hard to measure the metrics. Sometimes, like Maharaj, good by like we, there's a there's, there's there's successes that are happening at the moment. We've seen the growth of Benzinia show, the audience growing, you know whether and and that's great. I think it's still continuing on that journey creating more episodes, keeping that engine going. And um, we'll see Gantaki, what happens, because you don't know. We don't know yet tomorrow whether, I don't know, BBC or Channel 4 might turn around and say something, uh, or we get, uh, you know, a deal coming from here, or there's a, a bigger, bigger uh, aspect to Dwayne Senye. But right now, we're just enjoying whatever we've got and creating a structure before going, thinking about anything else. I don't want to run too much straight away. You know, we've got to make sure we've got things in place um, before going and growing. But, you know, what about yourself? What's the future of uh, Bandwagon? What are you... I mean, I think, uh, what, <laughs> bizarrely, when I when I first started out was, I just wanted to get to Jazzy B, which was, yeah. my, which was, which was my hero. And I think what ended up happening for me was, when I got there, I just lost all motivation. I was like, I've got. I've achieved what my goal was. Mm. Um, he was my hero. He's my hero in you know, like musically, and um, for for where for where I wanted to go. And when when I was when I was sitting down and thinking about oh what's the next steps, I couldn't answer the question. Um, achieved like everything I wanted to do in that bit. I mm. think what I've done from there is I, I've never taken this as um, fully serious. I've mm. enjoyed it. Um, like exactly the same things as what you said. I think what what has happened though now is that there's an expectation that has co- crept through, and I and and I said that um, it's kind of won a, a little bit where I need to um, professionalize it a little bit. Um, just mm. not professionalize it in that way, but have more in house guests, more kind of um, 
um, more thought provoking in, in some of the stuff that I, that I want to do, like exactly yeah. the same format. But um, I I haven't got the um, the time or the uh, the resources in terms of you know how you would do constant reels and constant this because of you yeah know, I've got a job I've got family I've got all this and you know I make that journey very clear and transparent with anybody who's listening at the same time because it's quite easy they could be lifted and put in, into this into this place so probably the next sort of six twelve months is just kind of working that bit out um I just you know anybody's interesting that comes on my way just to interview you know I'm not I'm not um what I don't like is where people telling me who to interview. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah I, I, that really winds me all. Um, some people where I've got through, and um, you know, all of a sudden I got on fine with them, then they start cold shouldering. I'm like, what's going on? And it's because they're waiting for me to ask them, and I'm like, yeah, how am I going to know that you're waiting for me to ask you? I ain't. Yeah. I can't read. Can't read your mind. So. Um, yeah, just a, just a little bit that uh, about that probably more supporting uh, other podcasters and I really move it all forward because I think if, if we move it as a collective forward, I think everyone's going to win because yeah, not an audience member doesn't listen to just one thing. They never used to listen to one chat show. Not you know people might listen to Graham Norton and listen to Alan Carr and or uh, Jonathan Ross or in or different yeah, sort of yeah, places yeah, yeah. um and i think you know where people try and hoard um listeners and viewers in one way i think that's all i think that i think that's wrong i think here the way yeah. that people listen and watch stuff is, is completely different we're not competing for yeah. the same person's ear exactly exactly i always say with any other podcast especially in the dc space i'm not we're not about competition with each other it's about just creating your unique product that's yours that's your baby. That's your thing. And that's the most important thing. And I think I understand where you come from. Do you know what? I listened to the Jazzy episode. I love, I, and, I, and I really loved it. I was mad. I was like, Jazzy BR, yeah, you know, bang, straight in, downloaded, listened to. I listened to your B2, uh, a lot yeah. of his episodes, because I love him as a, like his music, but also as a guest, he's really good. So you have, you, out of, compared to us, you might be big and us up, but actually, no, you've got the bigger guests. Nah, it, you've just, landed the bigger ones because they are actually really good. Yeah, I, you know what it is. I think when I look back on the jazzy wine, it was so personal to me that mm. it came across that I was such a fan. It was in a different yeah. style compared to yeah. how I did all the others. Like, I still have the board. It's the only one I've ever prepped for. I still have the board with <laughs> all the content on there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I never, I never done that and. I just didn't want to value, waste his time. But at the same time, I wanted to ask him certain questions or different styles of questions that he'd never been asked before. So I put myself under so much pressure on that, but I learned a lot of lessons out of it. Um, but th at the same time, we're not in a bad way. There's not that many places for those artists to go and discuss their things anymore. Like, Asian Network is arguably losing it to a point. Um, yeah, once you yeah. take some of those mainstream but who else is doing their 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 work for them? Yeah, yeah, we've got I've got a take on it. Like you know, BBC, we've, they've uh, reached out to us a few times, and unfortunately, it's the censorship thing. Censorship, they really want it filtered out in a certain way. We can't do that. So, therefore, my opinion is 
I have that same opinion where you have as well, that the mainstream, let's say South Asian media is just very washed. It's becoming almost the same. In fact, some of them copy us as well. Initially in TikTok, when they were, yeah, there's someone copied us, like they're doing their stuff and they were definitely watching us and you can keep watching us. But it's not about that. It's about like, you know, we have as a community so many conversations to talk about, so many social issues, but yet we still fail to talk about it openly. And you know what's the maddest thing is that the best thing I've seen is a lot of podcasts coming out of Punjab, you know, Punjab B podcast and Canada as well and the, and the North America scene. And they, they're creating really, really good, meaningful conversations. Yeah. So hence why no one needs to go and listen to a radio now. Yeah. I don't need to go on the channels because these podcasts are what we're creating is now become a source of entertainment, a source of thought provoking conversations. I can name the big ones, you know, like Basics of Sikhi of such a great podcast, right? Mm. Uh, there's one in America, North America, Kulle Vijar, which is another Sikhi podcast. You can go on those two. You can go on all of these podcasts and listen to different things and different takes. Why not? Go on Bandwagon, listen to, you know, us having a little chat. So that's fine. But I think, you know, in, 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 that's what I'm saying. Imagine if, like, if we keep this way of working and helping each other, that it's, it will just show what the next generation, what you, what you can do. And I think importantly, where there wasn't references to have those, like basics, for example, I'll just use an example. Look at yeah. some of the, the topics that they go through. Some of the questions that even your parents might not know, which is going to become even more important now as we have kids. Yeah. Yeah. And they are ask you a question they don't know. At least you've got a reference of a point where you can say, well, you can listen to this podcast. You can listen to this, this person. Yeah. And you yeah. can actually learn it for yourself because that's the only way that, that philosophy and that culture is going to move on so like even though like we uh there's loads of shows got different styles they all go to the same point of pushing and pushing exactly. those boundaries exactly it's about values it's about thoughtful provoke thought-provoking conversations and some for example like university students you know in their first year that anxiety how do they manage things you know that they you know certain things that parents can't talk about sometimes they want to reach out to us they message us you know I'm not gonna lie, i had some funny ones there was a breakup stories you know looking for advice and i'm like bruv i'm not yeah those ones they their ones kill me there's too funny there they're like buddy you know we're like right do you want a matrimonials or do you want to us to link you this uh, with this person? We, we can't do all that sometimes. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. But we've had some serious ones, serious conversations with uh, some people in difficult situations. We just got to point them in the right direction. So, yeah, I think we're all in the same space. We all need to, you know, work together in a, in a, in a way where as long as everyone is doing their own different thing, we, we, we have those conversations. And everyone is just, you know, pushing and being creative. And we can do so many things. And as a community, we're not just, you know, pigeonholed in talking about the same things, like talking about the same old dating and same old things that have already been done. But loads and loads of times, we're just about we need to go different areas now. It's time to talk about LGBTQ. It's talking about, you know, we talk about alcoholism was something that we started up talking about. And that caused a lot of traction because no one talks about it. You know, obviously my previous fields have worked in like right in law so domestic violence is something that never popped like we put a reel there it never goes but i don't care it's about putting yeah, those yeah, yeah, conversations yeah. it's not just about the views if you chase the views you're going to create literally irrelevant rubbish content and what are you going to put out there what who are you educating because those people are going to see you in the gurdwara see you out in public and if they come to you and they say or, you know, when you have this conversation with them, you've got to be that 
Where's genuine the person. You, yeah. yeah, where you genuinely can't just fake it. So when I guess when someone recognizes me and it's it's like a it's like a always a blessing, but I always say to them, man, I'm always with the people. I'm always we're always there. and I, when I was one time I was standing in the queue for Bob to meet meet and greet Bubble. It was a Mr. Sings in Handsworth. Yeah, um, yeah. I just got a guy there with his family. He's like, I love your show, I love everything. And I was like, it's amazing. He said, There's two celebrities here. It's me. And I was like, I'm not a celebrity, literally. Mark A and Harvey, like, chill. And it's it's about uh, you know, speaking with them. They then they they're not your fans, they're fellow being I call a fellow community, you know. Speak to them. What is the things that you want? Email us, DM us, message us things that you want us to talk about. Um, and that's something that's been fantastic. So Everything is a blessing and you should be privileged that we could get on the mic and do whatever we want. When the previous generations, they were in the factories grinding just to build a house for their family. So we are the luckiest people on the planet. So I always say like that, it doesn't matter if your video didn't get 10K or this, whatever numbers. It's just about, That's it. My, my, my mate says the best best line uh, for about, you know, you, your grandparents were, one decision away from you still shitting in the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pure fact. In fact, there could be one decision away from yeah, all sorts of things. But yeah, yeah. Sh- shitting in a field, you know, I mean that could that literally what would have happened if my granddad didn't come UK. Do you know what I mean? And that's another area we want to go into. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's they're ignored. It's like as if we look at the old gen and we just don't bother about them anymore. Yeah, I've got so... an upcoming I've got an upcoming project where I'm working with uh, kids on uh, on um, on a, on a couple of bits. So um, uh, that 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 kind of explores the, those conversations in, in a little one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna bring it to a close. Actually, yeah. So this is called obviously this is called the bandwagon, and one of the things that I do is at the end of the show is to give the 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 guest. Uh, an opportunity to jump on a bandwagon, to jump off a bandwagon, or just get anything off their chest. This is their open space to do so. Oh, this is an interesting one. I've got to think hard about this. Um, uh, I think the best thing is, is that I just want to, the, for the next guest is to always ask, do they ever self-reflect about themselves? Simple as that. You know, do they think about themselves? Do they look at themselves before looking at anyone else? And do you advise other people should do that? Simple. Well, yeah. Oh, to me? Is this question to me? No, nah, I'd say yes, you as well, to everyone. Yeah. I think what I think what tends to happen sometimes when it, when I've done it, uh, like an in-depth one with, with, with somebody is I always just contact them the next day and say, oh, how was your sleep? Yeah. Sometimes because they've explored themselves and they've gone really de- into deep and reflected. It's quite emotional for some people, you know, as well, when they've, unpick some things and um and some things sit better with them than the next day like they appreciate it because like how many times has anybody actually sat down and had a conversation for about an hour and actually listened so mm-hmm. they're, they're talking they can hear you but actually listen makes a real mm-hmm. big a real big difference so and i think what you guys do especially on your on your on your is when when you're putting your content out there is that you look at the, the 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 key points and you add that comedic humorous touch with it with like you said before you know with having the 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 morals the ethics still behind there with within it um and for some people they don't have that skill in order to kind of categorize and differ between both of them you know but they are separate mm-hmm. they are separate yeah. within it but mm-hmm. you know what you just said there actually you know hits on massively yeah like I, i'm not gonna lie if i walked into this a band right episode i could 
we can go and just do mad comedic stuff for an hour or two hours in Amadji, but yeah, that's done, yeah. But when that person presses pause, they'll enjoy, they'll have a laugh. But I, my take was I wanted to so people get to know me a bit more and see a bit more of the insides. And um, But yeah, and I do like appreciate, thank you for having me as a guest. Mm-hmm. I do wish you the best of luck for, you know, your platform that you're created. And it's amazing. You, The guests that you had, the caliber, I think is amazing. And it's much more better than you can have in mainstream. So um, I think, yeah, just keep it going. And appreciate likewise. It. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's one of the things where like, you know, see what you guys do and give you flowers where it's due. And um just can you drop everyone your socials where to find you what give you a patreon all of that stuff so yeah so uh just everyone we're on instagram uh tiktok we're on insta threads twitter everywhere so it's bain sanier so at bain sanier and then we're also on apple pod spotify patreon youtube quite a lot to say there mouthful and yeah and then just have a look at our content honestly and if you like it you want to get the mem go for the membership go for it um but i think the best thing is is just yeah in just have fun in life life is too short and uh yeah thank you carl really appreciate no worries. it thank All you very best. much ricky thank you This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.